Hello, I'm Eagle. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens one on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode three sixty four point five. Wormhole. Hopefully, you guys are just coming back from watching fun episode with Alex Hardy. Fun guy, knowledgeable dude. Always a good conversation. Jason, I saw popping in person chat. I can't believe I sat through that whole fucking episode. Fucking top chat. Fucking top chat. Why is there even fucking top chat? Joe White, make me shake, baby. Mr. Red Pill. Dozer. What's up? I am a fucking Merc fan. I don't know. I don't know if you guys dig Merc, but man, got definitely some good tools, man. What's wrong with talk shit, Merc? Fuck. Fuck, man. I can't believe I just heard that. I'm just giving you props. What's up? Spunky. South. Southern BT Grower. Sorry. What's up, Miss Redfield? Nerd shut down. Oh, and he's gone. He'll be back. Too very deep. Too loose. Morning to you. Yo, what's up, Mr. Red Pill? What's up? That was a pretty intriguing uh, episode. I can't hear you. Maybe it's no. just me, though. It says I'm not muted. It's probably me, right, Pill? Let me check my headset. Okay. It's definitely me. Definitely. Uh, maneuver. Oh, maybe I should show the game's lab. What's up? You'd think it'd be Try talking to me now, right, Bill? Hello, hello. Testing. There you, there you go. I can hear you now, brother. Uh, Sweet. Getting maneuvered here. You know what's funny is I talked to this cat the other day, and uh, he tells me I checked out the show last night. You were talking to a bunch of guys. This one guy had a fucking slab. It looked like the kitchen table he was dabbing <laughs> off of. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I I uh, wound up dabbing the rest of that, and that's the second slab I have now. I'm already working away at the corner here. 
It's dedication right there. Yeah, I love that. It's fucking dedication. Yeah. And I think that makes my level of dedication look fucking silly, to be honest with you. Because I know when I'm fucking like fire up a joint, I'm like, I am finishing, I am finishing this joint. But rarely have I sat in front of a slab and gone. I am going to put you down. <laughs> this thing's going down. I need a little bit more variety. I need, uh, if this was four smaller slabs of different varieties, I think that would uh, work better. I go through it fast. Like if it's just that plain old jar of distillate or one whole ounce slab or something, then it just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I need to switch it up more than one variety a day. I think that's I think. good logic. So what would your second profile be? Is in like multiple things a day or something else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just can't just... Would it be a different form other than, you know, uh, BHO? Are you talking about like a distillate and, you know, BHO uh -huh. alternate them? Or are you talking like different strains or different profiles? I think it would be having access to everything, even like uh, pens and like capsules and edibles. Something, I do have uh, some gummies. I always keep forgetting about that I haven't eaten. Uh, but I think it's, I'd, ideally, I would like, it doesn't have to be only like a, a BHO or a live resin or anything like that. It's mainly like the form of how I want to smoke it. So lately I've been craving some like traditional type hash. And my preferred way of getting to smoke that would be or inhale it would be uh I, you know what a herb iron is or ember it's like fancy uh, 420 yeah, 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 yeah. it's almost like a fucking soldering iron and it's yeah something like that it stays hot and just touch it barely touch it use the heat you don't actually even touch it yeah so something like that with uh Actually, I, I have a buddy that has it, and I just never bothered him to send it out to me because I didn't want to. I, I just haven't had a little extra cash to pay for it, to reimburse him for it. But he snatched up one of the last, uh, you'll know this, the Earl Dab sidecar pipes from Subcool. It's one of the last ones that they had. I don't, I don't know if he continues making them today, but it was a, a batch of them from a few years ago. Uh, so something like that, or my chem dog pipe, maybe even a nice bubbler. So, so you know, like uh, could be some like Frenchy style uh, temple ball or like more, you know, a brick type hash dry sift turned into some kind of traditional looking finished product or a consolidated product and then with a little pipe or a little bubbler 
with one of those fancy 420 marketed soldering irons. I really like to do that. But then I, just the same, I have a slab in front of me and I've, it's been a while since I got a new glass dab rig and I still wouldn't, wouldn't really ever quit or you know abandon that form of it. So between, I was going out on a walk with the dog and I had a pen Plus, if I was going somewhere where I couldn't really do either and I had to have, be medicated, I would want capsules. Because the thing with, even if they're gummies, which are my preferred edible, if they're not that really high uh, milligramage, uh, you have to eat a whole lot of it. And then I'm just sitting there eating more sugar than I want to. So uh, I just think it's easier to do capsules. You know, just swallow a bunch of capsules, they can be anywhere from, you know, whatever, 10 to 30 to 100 milligrams. Just means you either take three or you take one, you know, depending on what dose they are. And then being able to switch back and forth between modern dabbing and old school uh, hash smoking. And then uh, even have, like I said, the jar of aesthetic purple weed. Just, and then, and this is where people <laughs> might, uh, I might lose people, but I grew up rolling more, rolling and smoking more blunts than I did uh, joints. So I probably would have some tobacco filled uh, cheap blunt wraps, as bad as they are, as people said it would ruin. I think it would ruin the flavor, but it's like I said, maybe may, mainly just for nostalgia purposes and the aesthetic purposes. So like I have a jar of mediocre or average quality mids people call it I have a jar of mids that the camera's resting on or the phone's resting on uh it'd be real cool to have something you know like ninja fruit or a coracle or you, know, you name it whatever your favorite purple strain is and then just be able to roll that up so i i would be consuming more if i had more of a plethora of stuff to go through there as as much as I already do right now, it would just be more well spread. So, do you think the current like pushing extracts? I mean, there's a lot of us that enjoy them for certain reasons. You know, I enjoy the hash. You know, I'll do dabs from time to time, but it seems like it's really being pushed. Do you think as, you know, we move on with recreational or more large-scale growing, that extracts will be pushed further and further just as a way to get around proper drying and large-scale, basically large-scale drying and curing <clears throat> Why go through that when they can chop and, you know, freeze and send it right to the processor versus you know, a bad dry and their whole harvest is, you know, fucked. You know what I'm saying? I, I do think for a while you're going to still see stores where they want to have everything available, like topicals, uh, uh, liquid, you know, form edibles, other types of edibles, everything from stuff that's got sugar into it and then everything that's got some dietary like a gluten-free or keto or vegan and all that so all that has to uh, you know in some form be turned into um 
not not necessarily a concentrate, but it has to be processed to get it into those forms. And the same is with those dab those dab rigs that are more on the go, like the uh, Cardas and the Puffcos and stuff. People still want concentrates for that because then you don't have to use a torch and you can take it wherever you want to. Those are going to phase out uh, what I, I wouldn't call traditional, but OG form of dabbing, you know, heating a glass nail up with a torch. There, there's going to be way more different electric devices made for that. But I don't ever see people, there's always, even, I would say even people being brought up today, they're still in a, grew up with some kind of flower market, you know, so you're still probably going to see flower, unprocessed, unconcentrated uh, flowers on shelves too. But me personally, like how you led that off with that, the ease of it and the hassle of it, uh, that's probably what's going to be ended up, ending, ending up how I do it, just because uh, I, I do like concentrates more than I do like flowers. So not that it's uh, not that you have to not worry about trimming and curing, but taking it and then processing it into something that I can do, you know, medicate with almost more immediately rather than having like a two week dry time or a two week cure time. If I do live resin, I can pretty much have it in 24 hours, you know, or I made it into water hash, uh, uh, deep, you know, put in a, uh, the deep freezer or the, you know, the harvest right freezers, took it out, pressed it into rosin, the same thing. It's just more readily available faster. You know, I, think. I don't think I'll ever get away from the flower again, especially made on kind of basic right I don't think I'll ever get away from the flower. You watched me last year, you know, going to really take my dabbing up and then it plateaued there for a while. Shit, I've got a few grams of some, you know, nice dabbable stash. Shit, I guarantee some of the hash in that jar right there is dabbable. I threw some in there the other day just to see if it would dab and your shit and that shit, you know, burned up. Of course, there's a little bit left over. It's fucking bubble hash, but it's still... You know, nice melted, got a nice head off it, but you know, I just I came right back to flower. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just breaking the rigs; it was fucking. I just enjoy the flower. You know, it's just something about that breaking it down, that break, <laughs> that break, sitting around for a minute, having a cup of coffee, smoke a joint. Oh. I think I like. Not being uh, not being without it, especially if I'm if if I'm growing again and I'm and I then I'm definitely gonna have flower and a, a part of uh, attributes that I like to look for that I like in concentrates uh, maybe it gets overlooked because it was like a term that only got applied to or loosely applied to something and then said about convenience thing the whole plant or uh, you know, that kind of concentrate became more popular because it was one step taken out of the process. But back when people would make shatter uh, wax or, you know, uh, concentrate and call it nug run, 
And then usually to people, that would mean the nugs that you have curing in a jar. Those are the same nugs that now you're not smoking them, but you're taking them and you're going to do a nug run extract on them. No, not the popcorn nugs or not the plant that you harvest and don't trim. You just let hang dry and then leave the sugar leaves on there and then blast it. It just meant curable or cured jarred nugs that are, you know, same would be for someone like would someone who's enjoying flour would smoke. Right. Uh, but for me, I think a lot of that is the better the flour typically it would make the better, better the concentrate. And you're only going to recognize that if you're familiar enough with the flour. No, like we talked about the other night about testing stuff. If, if you got carried away with thinking that you're going to make the best extract with something that uh, maybe smelled good and you didn't, it, that's all you really went with, like just how it smelled and looked on the plant but then there's not a lot of testing in it. So it wasn't really high in THC and the terpenes that it did have were more of the louder monoterpenes or uh, ketones or esters or aldehydes. So it's deceiving because one or 2% essential oils or terpenes that are there make you think it's like 10% based on how loud it smells. So if, if you didn't uh, run on the esters carry in the bud, uh, that's another thing I think people over-exaggerate how easy it is to lose those. I, I think the ones that we're always going to smell, you know, the day that we harvest or as it's drying or as it's curing, those ones that are the very first to go away and change. Um, I think they're just in so low quantities and they're so volatile that uh, it, it's almost uh, impossible to fathom the small amount measurable that our nose can detect, right? So we're think we're losing it in mass quantities, but really our noses are just that good at detecting super small quantities of that. It's all still present in there. You really have to let weed just sit out in the open or maybe out in the sunlight to degrade that at a fast rate, you know, to deplete it of all its volatile, uh, aromatic, components of the essential oil so i think that's over exaggerated a, a little bit when people say you know you're constantly losing that and if you have too hot of a grow room or blue if you're too hot and flower you're losing them or if you're too hot and uh, drying you're losing them to an extent maybe if it's like 110 in your grow room or it's like 90 degrees in your dry room that would do it but if we're as uh, over precautious as we all tend to be and all OCD with what we do, then I think we're taking well enough care of it. So. But uh, the, the ketones are the, it, it, it goes tip for tat, you know, but the ketones tend to be the most loudest that we, you know, define. Whereas like raspberries, like natural raspberries, the flavoring that you taste or, you know, sense in raspberries makes a 0.01% of uh, the weight there. So that, that's just how, um, it's, not, it's not really abundant, but you taste it and 
uh, you know, you smell and you taste it that strong, even though there's almost nothing there. So. So what effects do you think you get from this? It's what what part do they play in uh, the effect? Um, I think it's a, because it's those are so low quantity. Uh, that's something that it would probably have to get tested and. I think that's more of a contributing factor than more more than anything, not just the, the THC, but what we call indica and sativa and how people shop at a dispensary and they want, you know, indica dominant hybrids or something or sativa dominant hybrids or just hybrids. Uh, there's probably going to be a time where that's all, uh, you know, a misunderstanding of how it's going to affect you those really minor little component ones. I, I don't know from like, just, you know, uh, whatever you call anecdotal, you know, just going off the way I feel and never having a test to know it, just going off my nose. Um, but the more peculiar, the, the terpene ones usually tend to be the ones that you have to smoke, uh, a littler amount of, or if people have a lower amount, a lower tolerance, though they call like the one hitter quitter type weed. All right, I don't really tend to have that effect that much anymore, but um, any unique any unique feeling that I do get off something tends to be off something that I really also like the smell of. There's only a few situate, and it's not even something that I like the smell of. It's just as a unique smell. I don't really get along with the way super silver haze makes me feel. I think I met, mentioned that before. It has like the least pleasurable effect or high to it. I mean, I'm going to have to guess that's because the terpenes that are associated with it. But, and I know a lot of people contribute to terpinaline to a lot of haze strains, but I don't know if that's for sure. I don't know if the super silver haze that I smoked that made me not feel good and also has a smell locked in my head to now, if I smell that again, I'm going to be like, oh, this smells like that super silver haze that I had that I didn't like. I'm going to stay away from it. I've never, uh, I've never had a vial and a scent strip of terpinaline and got a familiar enough sense of what terpinaline smells like to know that that's the terpene I don't agree with. You know, so. But I, I don't know, a lot, a lot of ras fake raspberry. I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a fact, but if you look at, if you look it up, at least it's an urban legend that uh, fake raspberry or synthetic raspberry comes from uh, beaver scent glands or some crazy shit like that. So that, that's what makes me weary about non-cannabis derived essential oils or terpenes. I'm not so crazy about that idea of the not any kind of non-cannabis terpenes being reinduced into extracts. Mm. It doesn't strike me good. I know 
they say the same terpene profile can be, you know, found in other plants. Terpene is a terpene. It's basically whatever mm-hmm. as far as that goes. But I just, I think there's, there's got to be something with the chemical makeup, the way it's derived. It just can't be the random chance of, yeah. you know, well, the smell. You know what I mean? Yeah, with, without going into something that would take way too long to to go over every little detail of how true that is. Um, the, to start off with, uh, if you do try to... Guy on, by the way, this is straight up like, you know, school terpene guy. I'd love to yeah. sit down and have that, that mm-hmm. interview. I think that would be amazing. I think it would be not good. That you could, you're not that guy. Well, I, I think it would be good just to have someone that's like, like said, more academically educated on that, regardless if they're any any bit involved in cannabis, because it just it doesn't really need to be applied to cannabis, because the terpenes, like you said, it, it, people th- will throw this around loosely, but when they say terpene is a terpene. We don't need to even apply cannabis to talk about where terpenes come from or what the elemental makeup or the you know the chemist the chemical formula of all that shit is. That all is the same, no matter if linalo comes from lavender or if it comes from cannabis. But it does get cloudy when you talk about any source of lavender or a. Uh, Linolo. And those people, those people that know way more about terpenes than me from like an analytical standpoint where they get to test it all day, they test and they can figure out the exact uh, history of that molecule. So they can look at a sample of oil and be like, well, these, these are found in essential oils, but the form that they're found in are only created through a, a synthetic pathway and a lot of it to just go super basic is just the way that they're labeled and it just is a way to designate uh, what the left and right hand side that the uh, molecule is formed in and it's just called chiral or uh, chiralysis and that's most chemicals that they call either D for right or L for left. So the D is dextro, just means right, whatever Latin or whatever language that is. And L for labo, which means left. But some molecules in essential oil, or pretty much all of them, have a left and a right hand form. And some that doesn't change the makeup very much at all. And then some it completely 100% changes like uh, uh, dill and spearmint. There's carvone and there's there's decarvone and L-carvone. And spearmint and dill both have carvone and they both smell completely different. So the only thing that separates the way that we sense the difference in those two molecules is just the uh, left hand or right hand form that they're in. So just that tiny little flip-flop or you know, reverse form of a molecule makes our nose totally sense it. 
in a you know mirror opposite, just like it's a left and right hand, and the left and right hand are mirror opposites. When those molecules are flipped around, they hit a different receptor and correspond totally different. Uh, like, like I said, I, I don't want to go too Carbon far. makeup into... doesn't, you know, doesn't have nothing to do with it. You know, it seems like the carbon density well, and that's makeup I mean, would have something to do with it. The, the, end, the end molecule is the same, but the molecule tells the story of where it came from in, in you know, phyto, I guess phytochemicals are the ones that are coming from plants. They can see and there's not uh, chemical residuals of it. And then they analytically test another sample and it's got those same components, but it's got all those minor components of the, of the reagents you need to synthesize those. You know, and super minor component or minor uh, constituents, right? So there's, and most of them are just, I don't know the exact origin, but they're mainly uh, petroleum synthesized. They come in some petroleum form and they can synthesize it to make theoretically any terpene because all terpenes are hydrocarbons and all petroleum, like, like one of the founding one of the building blocks of essential oils and um these kind of things are alkanes and you know like alkanes end in a-n-e like uh, methane or butane or octane and then it goes into terpenes which end in or uh, uh, alkenes which end in e-n-e which is like acetylene or terpenes you know so there you can get to uh linalool from gasoline you know whatever the same the same thing you can make gasoline with crude oil you can make in a linalool because the chemistry is not not too far off like you said the carbon chains the only two elements you're working with with a terpene is carbon and hydrogen and because it's a hydrocarbon and gasoline is a hydrocarbon it's already there. So you either got to chop a little bit off or add a little bit on too. Boom, right there, you got your line. Unless you get it tested from a lab that knows what they're looking for, they would never know the difference. And the whole thing is, it's not just outright dumped into a, a bottle because it, you, your senses might even be able to tell you so. But what it's used to do is used to just tap off bottles. So like say some perfume company is real, you know, they wanna make a cheap knockoff of some perfume and it's got uh, patchouli oil in it or something like that. Uh, instead of buying the exact amount of patchouli oil that you need for that recipe or that formula, they'll buy like 75%, you know, to cut costs. And then they'll buy 25% of synthetic patchouli oil, which costs, you know, tenth of the cost right so then they top it off and then it makes it even harder to test because it's even it's diluted within a more pure compound so now not only is it just tiny little spikes when you do get a test but now it's even tinier spikes because you basically mixed it with what you're trying to mask it with so i think it was uh, i don't know not paying attention all right not looking at chat right now to see if chad westport's in there right now, but he was asking about a 
a company that's been around for a while. And I've heard mixed reviews of, I used to have friends that on, on here on YouTube that were reviewers or, you know, like the one-time sponsorship where they give you a bunch of free samples and you're supposed to, you know, whatever, hype them up, that whole thing. And I know those people didn't really know any better. Uh, they just, you know, said, this is good. This is bad. I like it. I don't like it. They didn't really read into the science of it. But then one other thing that scared me about it is how I mentioned about the esters, aldehydes, and the ketones. If people hear a little bit of the words and that sound familiar, if you hear aldehyde, maybe the first thing that comes to your mind is formaldehyde, right? So maybe the components of essential oils that are aldehyde-based may or may not be good to be dabbing on in pure form. I know a lot of people, that's another thing, people might get over, over they might over-exaggerate how bad high purity terpenes are for you but it's maybe because they they're only generalizing that term terpenes and they're using that to encompass all those other components like I said the aldehydes so terpenes i'm sure in large abundances and volumes are perfectly safe right but maybe not aldehydes and this uh i don't even want to name the company but uh they would sell their mixed varieties you know like a little it's like supposed to be og kush and that's you know a bunch of either plant derived or synthetically derived terpenes mixed in a bottle to make it smell as close to possible is og kush as they can get it that, that's another thing too is i'll talk about how hard it is to get to that um exact minute detail but they also sold the, the pure forms. And one of them that they sold was Citral. And a lot of people kind of uh, think that's like the, like you get limonene from oranges and you get Citral from lemons, which Citral is in lemons and it's in a lot of other things. It's actually, depending on where you grow roses, it's like the second most uh, dominant component in rose essential oils, uh, Citro. Uh, but it's an aldehyde and they would sell just a, a bottle of this, right? And people may or may not know any better. And then they're dabbing on that, you know? So I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I wouldn't, I prefer, I, I for one probably wouldn't do that as much as I, as, Weird as that sounds with someone that has a giant BHO slab in front of them talking about like health precautions, but as much as I know about, you know, different chemicals uh, and as much as I know people don't investigate stuff, there's like a fear thing based around terpenes when I said, like how I said, it's overgeneralized and there's more minor components like those ketones, the esters, the aldehydes. Uh, that might be more damaging. <laughs> That's all. So that I could, <clears throat> me and uh, me and Alex Hardy could definitely go uh, back and forth on the long fucking explanations. Nothing wrong with that. I appreciate it myself. To be honest with you, 
that's one thing too is I think people need to know more and more about terpenes, what terpenes are, how they affect them, and just overall what role they play in the cannabis, you know, when they're choosing strains. So that's one thing I hate about the current, you know, provisioning center setups. The whole you can't even judge a strain by its terps anymore. That number never meant shit to me, to be honest with you, Red Pill. Mm-hmm. Back, even when I was back like, on the buying side, even when I'm on the buying side, period. Mm-hmm. I don't, that number don't mean shit to me. It really doesn't. I, that's not what I base my decision on. It's always, if, 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 if I'm lucky enough to be able to, you know, smell or do some kind of, you know, terpene judgment on my own mm-hmm. that's usually what i go by if i can't put a nose to it it's usually i'm looking at the menu going oh that strain i haven't had that strain yet you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. talked about strain i've been wanting to try that but again the numbers are usually rarely play into that it's more i just want to try that or this works for me by notice. Yeah. I mean, even even when I prospect future, you know, how I want to grow my seed collection or potential genetic library, that's not any concern of mine. It, it's more of, I would call it legacy. Like in, in chem dogs case, I think the chem dog genetics have proven themselves over time as themselves and put into hybrids pretty much makes gold no matter what so i don't i don't care what the thc is of any cum dog strain i just like it for what it is and i appreciate uh i appreciate how it's proven over time you know in that in that case and then other stuff is when i when i first started buying seeds it was based on uh, it was based on all my interactions with every strain before then, you know, like we're saying, like when you don't really have a choice and you're only two ways of uh, pat either t- accepting or passing on the weed that you need uh, is looking at it because may- maybe just as much as smell way back in the day was identifying it by sight to even make sure it was weed that someone was giving you. Uh, but smell after that. Uh, so with that, and then experience after that. So all those, I already had like a database when I found a place to order seeds from. I'm like, ooh, all the favorites, all all my favorite strains that I have uh, over time, I'm going to see if I can get seeds to. So that's what led to building a seed library of I know all the stuff that I basically like already here. I know what my preference is. So I'm going to buy all those. And then in a future time, you know, Fino Hunt, lock down what it was based on my experience with it or the seed description that I trust based on my experience with it. Get get what I once had, but now instead of having it only one time in a, a bag and once it's gone, it's done. Now I have that plant again, you know, now I can let that experience live, live on longer. Uh, 
that's basically what I'm going to do again. You know, I'm after stuff that I know I already like. I just don't have, you know, in the beginning of growing, I didn't even, I, I, in the very beginning of growing, I did keep clones. Then I stopped keeping clones and, uh, you know, kicked myself in the ass for not doing that because, you know, like once a year I'd lose something that I like a lot and would really wish I had. So that's what I mean. I would even, I've done it before. Like I, I had that one freebie seed of Coltrane from DNA genetics. And that was ridiculously good when we talked about uh, dabable forms of hash that you could smoke, but also dab. This was grinder keef that was full melt and was dabable from this Coltrane. So that experience led me to buy Coltrane seeds, like actual pack of it to try and get that phenotype again. And I didn't, but it was still good weed. I just didn't get that phenotype again. And that particular cycle of growing it, it was because I was so let down, it was my least favorite plant of that uh, crop. And I traded it for uh, something to a buddy of mine and he was super impressed with it. Like when he, how we were both looking at the trade and thinking like, uh, you know, who's getting the better end of the stick here? And I was kind of feeling like a dick. Like I didn't really have to give him the stuff that I didn't like the least, you know, like the least out of my garden. I probably could have gave him stuff that I liked maybe second most or why, why didn't I give him stuff I liked the best, you know? And then he was just so happy with it. And I'm like, oh, that's off my conscience, you know? So, but I, yeah, it's always tough to give up your number ones, numbers, twos, and I appreciate that. To be honest with you, you know that's I look forward to certain strains when I see people. You know what I mean? And it yeah. would bum me out to have this shit in my garden because it would, you know what I mean? Yeah, look like just like I said, I look forward to certain strains when I see certain people, and that's. Like it, it also like happened you know with I mean? uh, Sour Kush. I had a freebies, and they're both DNA strains too. Maybe I got the, and they were both, I'm almost certain it was the same batch of promos or freebies too. I just got super lucky, but I had a Sour Kush that came out just like Tangy before they released Tangy, which is very odd, but it was extremely orangey to where no, it, you know, little experienced people with cannabis would smell a jar and I'd be like, what does this smell like? Just name, name it right off the bat. Tell me what you think, like oranges, you know? And then a little bit more experienced people when they would get that, they'd be like, oh, you had weed that dried out. So you put orange peels in the jar and that's why it smells like orange. I'm like, no, I swear I didn't do that. You know, it's just, orangey terpenes and then that made me buy same thing another pack of sour kush and uh n- none of them were orangey if anything none of them were even like og-ish all of them were pretty sour diesel dominant that time which was pretty hot but there's a few things i'm after like i said uh vortex i never got I had a pretty good seed collection. That was my thing. Anytime I ordered seeds off Attitude, I would complete the order with either a five or 10 pack of Vortex, depending on how much money I had left over uh, for the purchase. 
think I had about 60 Ortex seeds and different five and 10 packs saved up from like 2009 to 2013. The plan was to get to 110. The give, I wanted a, uh, to do a pheno hunt from 100, but based on the age and the collection of those seeds, I wanted to start 110 and make sure I had those 100 to pheno hunt with. And like I'm saying, my my interaction and you know the the that magic event that I had with Vortex to begin with was what I was going to look for in that pheno hunt. And I wanted to maybe in this case now knowing what I know, I would probably have done better doing outcross and back crossing uh, to get what I want if I were to find that same phenotype. But back in the day, my plans were to find that female that is closest uh, memory that I could find. But the reason for starting 100 of them would be trying to find the identical matching male. You know, try, try to find the male that's as closest to that female that I like. And then by doing that, uh, making my line breeding selections a lot easier rather than how a lot of people do and uh, how uh, uh, Alex was talking about uh, preservation. You know, if you have four seeds, you start four seeds, three of them are females and one of them is a male. It's the only four seeds of that variety that you have. You have no idea how to get more of that, let alone even know if there is any more of that to get. So to preserve that, you let that, or, you know, I, I've mentioned to Bingus or other people that I'm not necessarily totally down with doing multiple males on one or multiple females because then you're just going to have to do more math to figure out what you got but in a preservation sense like i said if you got four or five seeds to start start out with you can have uh two or three thousand if you let all the males pollinate all the females so having three thousand seeds to work with is a lot better than having five but if you're trying to make a uh, lion breeding project the least pain in the ass as possible then doing the most exact f1 and f2 selection as you can is going to make everything a whole lot easier you're basically winding up with a f3 and f4 that would otherwise take a lot of people at like six or more to get to because the f2 is such an open uh, gene pool unless you can grow thousands of seeds at a time it's going to be really hard to find that uh, male and female that are pretty much the exact same uh, phenotype. Sorry, right, Bill. So, do you got some? Uh, what are your plans for today? You got a Easter dinner you can enjoy. By the way, I haven't said he, happy Easter all night long so happy easter yeah happy easter uh i might see family i got some family that wanted me and my dad to go out to lunch or something like that or breakfast i don't know that might end up happening or they might just come visit after they're done uh going out to eat but pretty much a chill day it's gonna be nice again I'm preparing. I pretty much got the area planned out and measured that I want to do the raised bed. It's going to be along my uh, south-facing uh, fence. 
because it's along a fence and I'll only be able to access one side of it. I'm only making it two feet deep instead of like a normal four foot, you know, wide raised bed. It's going to be a foot, foot tall. I would like to do it 16 inches maybe, but then it just, you have to maybe cut your own board or get special cut boards. It's just going to be easier if you do it one foot, but it's going to be 24 feet long. So two feet deep, 24 feet long, one foot high. And it's going to have sweet, uh, sweet peppers, spicy peppers, cherry tomatoes, regular tomatoes, eggplants, and cucumbers. And I, I want to have that done. I want to have it completed and have those plants in the bed uh, before May 1st or by May 1st. Because unless we get a cold snap, I'm feeling like the weather is so good right now, I'm already missing out on a good uh, a good uh, garden season, you know, this year. So the sooner the better. And before 20 there, right, Phil? Yep. Still, still good. Kind of get through with the bad song. I've been a little chatty. I got to hit my chillum nah. or, or pass it to Chad. So I don't even know what the fuck I was missing in chat tonight, but... Everybody else seemed to be pretty, pretty entertained with what was going on. Taking uh, me crazy some nights. I did look back a little bit, and I seen a couple terms, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, I'm not looking back any further." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he's uh, if Alex has written a book about anything yet, just about cannabis or about his life or memoir or anything. You know, but he's got enough stories too. He said he had a book about the fireman thing. He wrote a book okay. about the fireman adventure. Okay, that, I know he had to have at least one. That's the. He has a story, a storybook life. I've been doubling time on this hash, man. I've passed it to a few people lately. Lucky people, I would say. Departed with my hash. Hey, man. Next time I see them, they were like, man, that fucking hash was crazy. (laughs) Appreciate your input. I do appreciate it. I think it's good. Put away some pretty decent material. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get up and uh, 
do some cooking. I do the cooking. I do the holiday cooking around here, if you believe it, Brad Phillip. Actually, always have using. But it's getting better. Lexi's turning into uh, quite the little cook. I appreciate that. I knew I would, at some point, that shit would come into play. And uh, I do enjoy a meal I don't have to cook. <laughs> Just something about a good meal you don't have to cook. The number one thing I don't like about it is the cleanup. I'm sure that's with a lot of people, but it all sounds good, you know, when you're hungry, but then after, you know. So, just like anything else, I don't get me wrong, Red Phil. I enjoy cooking, and I am a very good cook. But anymore, it's like, like I said, I, I, I can. With that being said, I appreciate the free time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I put all that, all these years, I've been the one to, you know, put in the cooking, all that shit, making dinner and shit. So now that they're a little bit older, and I can, they make dinner. You know, that gives me a little bit of extra time to do my watering or whatever the fuck I got to do around the house. So nowadays, as much as I do enjoy my own cooking, I enjoy the fucking free time to just run up and go, oh, this is my plate. (laughs) That's nice as well. You just follow that scent trail like in the cartoons. I get yelled at for bacon a lot, man. We we make bacon. Oh, I I love one of my favorite is uh, like when I lived down in the Flint area, there was a couple butchers that you could buy like ends and pieces, and then I finally found a spot up here <clears throat> where you could get bacon ends and pieces. The miscuts, like the little thick ends, like little hunks, they're almost like ham hunks and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So that's what we get. And every time she fries up some ham, man, I'm in there just... She's like, how do you eat that? I can frankly eat bacon right out of the pan. She's like, get out of here. I constantly get chased out of the kitchen. Do <laughs> you like uh, pork belly? Actual non-stripped okay. bacon? Uh, it's always good in a, a whole hog roast. Uh, but... The recipe that I want to try is uh, pork belly burnt ends. So you, you you cube it, you smoke it, and then you sauce it, and then you finish smoking it to sticky up the sauce. And it's, it's I, I can only imagine how good it tastes based on like you like bacon, you like smoked. If you like smoked meat, you like bacon. And you make your own sauce to your own liking. Well, I just, yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, being smoked and cooked this summer, especially if I can get my smoker, which I've been. Uh, probably the only reason I didn't is because of all, the whole COVID situation last year, which been sound like more of a reason to cook at home, but it was only because where I was back in Colorado before uh, pre-COVID, I didn't get it. 
and then moving out here messed that whole plan up. So wasn't going to do it through the winter time, but now it's spring again. So second chance. Man, I, I enjoy a good smoker too, man. Mine's a few years old. I think well, probably about eight, nine years old. I'm probably overdue for a new one. But I love to smoke food. It's one of the things that progress, you know, from just grilling to the rotisserie. And once mm-hmm. I got fucking I, every, anything I could stick the fucking skewer through on the grill. Once I, you know, went through that, it, I progressed to the smoker there. And I, I do love to smoke food. Just all the time, man. Low and slow. Low and slow, man. That's the key. Good smoke. Falls apart. Oh, brisk. That's my favorite yeah, thing. Brisk smoke yeah. or cook on grill. Oh, so good. So, so good. That's what inspired me to do it. It's because I moved. I moved away from uh, uh, my favorite barbecue place. Well, I want to say favorite because it's not like I've gotten to try a, a fucking more than I have fingers and toes restaurants. So the only barbecue place. That I, I liked uh, back in Colorado. I, I liked a lot of things. I liked the ribs, the turkey, but mainly the brisket. That's what I was stuck on. And that's, like I said, what, what inspired me. Me being cut off of that is what inspired. Uh, there's no place to get brisket where I'm at here. So I have, it's up to me to, to do it, you know. It's the same, same, same. Yeah. It's the cheapest way, man. There for a while, man, it was decently priced, man. You could pick up a nice brisk, 20, 25 bucks for a good sized brisk that, you know, you could have a barbecue for your friends. And I was doing a brisk like once a week at one point on the grill. Just slow, slow, slow and barbecue. Once that thing fucking start falling apart. That's when you hit it with your favorite barbecue sauce. Oh, it's good. And that's another thing, too. You're not going to barbecue it, to, like I said, to far, fall, cook it till it falls apart and barbecue it like that. You, you have to cut it right. The proper cutting of the brisket is yeah. key. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's very tough. It can be per- tough. Yeah. No you per- you cook it. Perpendicular to the grain. Make myself hungry. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I tend to do that half the time in like uh, in the hangout calls. If we're there for like more than two hours, someone's going to bring up food and then everyone slowly drops out one by one because we're progressively making each other more hungry. Enjoy. We'll have an experience today. That's another thing I've been really fucking keen on man. Asparagus is good, I, and no matter how I cooked it. I, you know, I started out sauteing it in butter. I grilled it a few, I've grilled it a few times. Oh, just as good. Little olive oil, little olive oil, whatever, garlic salt, little pepper, then fucking grill that shit. Oh, super good. And then lately I've been, uh, same thing, a little bit of butter, a little bit of garlic salt, a little salt, pepper, and then bake it. 
bake it. So all yeah. them, you know, all yeah, that, all good goodness stays right there in the pan. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good combo right there. That's something that my mom would make randomly. Like that, that was her munchies once in a while. She would just fry up bacon, make asparagus. You know, like some people would open up Doritos or something like that. She would start like cooking weirdly paired things together. Lexi just made bacon wrapped asparagus the other night. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And good. you said asparagus that reminded me, uh, I settled my uh, fruit craving. Lately, I was craving a uh, cantaloupe and pineapple for some reason. So today, I uh, got cantaloupe and pineapple earlier. Well, today, today is in yesterday. So I'm still up from uh, yesterday. I'm on a yeah. goofy sleep schedule. Oh, it's actually like it's a free, fucked up too. It's like a free for all right now. I I haven't woken up or fallen asleep, uh, same time in like a for a week. Yeah. I look at sleep in weird ways. I I use more sleep on like more. What what the fuck I gotta do. Yeah, so there's times like if uh, my workload's too fucking steep, nah, I have fucking trouble sleeping. I'll sit there, I'll sit there, yell at myself, you know, laying in bed, you can be doing this, you can be doing sleep. that. And sleep when you have times, to, you know, you have to do something. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, and then there's like some shit. Like if I know, like I, it's all garden tasks. You know what I mean? And I have nothing to do tomorrow. I'm like, fuck it, I might as well stay up and do it. You know what I mean? If I've got a little bit of energy, fuck it, I'll stay up and get it do it, get it done and then crash out, you know. Whatever. We'll get four or five hours of sleep and then get back up and get it, you know. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same in my opinion. As long as I get four or five hours, don't matter when the fuck I get it, as long as I get it. Like that, I guess. Uh, I don't know what they what they put. I think this fucking. I look on the jar, but it's not. I think this is almost this V eight fucking berry juice. I had Aki the other night, but tonight it's pomegranate blueberry. Man, that shit fucking... I, I, I think it's got experience in it, to be honest with you. Woo. That shit carries. I think that's why they should be crossing cannabis with us the fucking experience turds fucking learn how to breed cannabis into them. Because, man, you can't shake experience turds. They're there. Make a, a plant ferment. F, uh, FFJ or uh, wait FPJ sorry FPJ from asparagus
So, uh, do you have an Easter ep an episode for tomorrow night? Or I'm still calling it tomorrow. It's Easter. Man, I just Easter. fucking realized I've been rambling on with the oh, mic shit. off. Ah, no, Red Pill, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I should have... Uh, yeah, my bad. I should have let you know. Oh, no, no. It's my bad. I see it in chat now. Everybody's like, you're muted, you're muted. God, I hate that. I've been slow on that tonight. Even, you know, the guest said a couple times that tonight was like, yeah, you're muted. <coughs> yeah. Sometimes you catch it, and sometimes it's like I'm trying to get to the mute button, and my, like, pointer is, like, way off on one of these other screens. And I got a fucking thing where the is real quick and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then uh, Monday, same thing, just a wormhole late. Or, uh, well, wormhole let's see. tonight is a guest, uh, phenomenal genetics at 11 30. There is a guest, but not like a special. I seen somebody ask me that the other day if there's going to be like a 24 hour. Jesus? Yeah. Is Jesus going to be the guest for Easter? (laughs) That would be odd. (laughs) There could only be one special guest. Come on. It's like an Easter thing. Like you book certain people on, you know, give them one little hint. Like, Okay, we're going to have a 420 guest. It's not Snoop Dogg, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's Easter. First on the list is Jesus. That's a special guest on Easter reserved for. <laughs> I just see the last bag from that. That'd be, oof, that'd be steep. I ain't going down I'm, there, bro. I'm just picturing South Park Jesus, though, for some reason. Cartoon South Park, Jesus. I don't know. Currently, I'm still venturing down the Buddhist road, but I'm not rocking the boat. <laughs> there is some type of gods, gods, you know, whatever, by whatever name, whatever it, it means. Like, if you're not supposed to have any false idols. Another thing I was brought up with, and I don't give a shit what it means, I just think it's cool, is uh, my mom collected Buddhas, right? She'd have a whole bunch of Buddhas, little tiny ones, big tall ones, all different, mainly the big fat smiley one, right? Not smiley gardens, but Buddha, the smiley Buddha, right? (laughs) So I don't know, I could see me doing that too. I could probably get carried away with the Buddha collection just because I was brought up with Buddhas in the house. Doesn't have anything to do with me being a Buddha, me not supposed to have a Buddha statue if you're, if, if, you know, it's bad to have <laughs> false god idols, you know? I, don't, I just think it's cool. You know? Oh, what you want. He helps 
Mm-hmm. He was keep me in check. I don't know if it's a, he's not. It's not necessarily. It's not a god of religion. It's a philosophy more. Yeah, it's just the whole like in statue form. You know, it's yeah. It's like what people at, at one time people did. You know, literally pray to statues or. If you want to go down a uh, crazy rabbit hole, Ville, to, to the Bohemian Grove, you know, that, that's there because there's a, you know, it's a, it's a replica of a idol that was in Babylon that people would sacrifice babies to. Am I going down a crazy road or is this... Uh, Oh, no. We just we just went from terpenes to sacrificial uh, ceremonies, but <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I mean. You know, just you know, it started from a bad place. So that's I mean, some someone might be like, "Why do you got a bunch of Buddha statues?" You know, I would have to explain to them that whole thing. Like my mom had Buddha statues. I thought they were cool as a kid. Doesn't mean anything. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> just a comfort at home. Just yeah. a simple answer. I don't pray to. I don't. It's not. I'm not. I don't do. <laughs> anyways, I, I just took two fat dabs back to back. That's what's talking right now. It's got me thinking of it's taking me down memory lane and making me think of South Park Jesus and Buddha statues. Buddha's good study if you haven't looked into it. Well, Miss Red Pill, I figure it's 443. If I run quick enough, I can probably get out and shut her down just under 5 o'clock. If not, 5 o'clock. And uh, either get Easter dinner started or fall out just in time to get back up to get it started <coughs> decently. Uh, Alrighty then. <clears throat> well, I enjoyed Whatever. this uh, candlelight for two, uh, tea for two uh, wormhole this time. <clears throat> Me too, man. I love the the banter, the two uh, two person episodes. To be honest with you, it gets conversation going pretty good. I've enjoyed it, man. You you know, you taught me some shit tonight on the extract side of things. So, yeah, thank you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, thank you uh, for having me again. I'm, I like, I like the positive, the positivity I feel when I, you know, around here, people in chat and all that. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's a place where you know I, I don't feel uh, crazy. You know what I mean. That's one thing that I've heard about a lot of these stories is, you know, cannabis made me feel normal. And it does. It always does me too. But I think that's a common bond for a lot of us. To be honest. I don't have, you know, actual day-to-day life. I don't have like a lot of people. I can always have two or three hour long conversations about this. This is almost 
in, in my life, almost exclusively something that happens online or through the internet. You know, I, I didn't really grow up with people that are as enthusiastic about cannabis as I am. So it's like a, what we, I, don't, I would call it venting or therapy almost, you know, to be here. You know what I mean? So. Uh, hopefully that changes, my friend. Hopefully that changes. Like I said tonight, man, I was just out doing some quick errands tonight and ended up fucking finding myself basically standing on a soapbox preaching cannabis and cannabis use and how it should be viewed and not demonized. And, you know, I, I didn't see it, but man, I find, I find the fight is still very strong. Very strong. Man. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, there come a day. There come a day where we can openly talk about it. No matter where. Actually, it's happening. It's getting more pretty frequent here in Michigan. I have a lot of cam- cannabis conversations mm-hmm. almost directly mm-hmm. across the street from the place I'm talking to you about. But at the Walmart, at the Walmart, right in the Right in the lobby or right when you walk in, I seem to catch a lot of people talk cannabis right in Walmart. I think it's fucking hilarious. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, another part of these uh, conversations is uh, um, oh, uh, I have a pretty bad, I kind of tend to get anxiety. This makes me less uh anxious about time passing meaning like uh i i try to remind myself that there's a lot of life to live and i'm you know technically still young you know more life to experience and i one thing i have problem with is you know getting angry about you know uh missed opportunities and time wasted and all that kind of shit and uh not being able to you know engage in certain things and then like be as progressive as i want to be right now you know what i mean in the circumstance of things so when i'm sitting here and you even now just chilling with you or if there's a whole bunch of people in the chat it makes me feel better as in like I'm less left out, you know, because it's kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure everyone can imagine it and that a lot of people ex- experienced it, but to have it and then lose it, you know, and then want it again, it, it's, you know, almost like torture, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I, during the day when time's moving by slow, it sucks. But I try to like tell myself like, well, it's not that really that bad because if if I do stay where I'm at and they do legalize it in 2023, it sounds bad because it's not 2023 yet. But that's not it's not like I'm and uh, you know thank God or thank Buddha I'm not on my deathbed you know, so I'll make it till 2023. I can wait. I can be patient. And then, but it just it kills me the wait that waiting game till that time 
you know, to, to then have to pick up and kind of make up like on lost time, like I'm saying. And I, my bad to uh, linger on. Sorry. Never your bad, man. You're always welcome here. No, I fucking mean to play the fucking music. I move my fucking shit around and it just hit the button. I fucking uh, felt like an asshole. I actually was like walking around like, where the fuck is that shit coming from? And I realized it was. <coughs> so, but you're always welcome here, Redville. Yeah, I can't see the chat, man. They've been saying nice things about you all night long. So you should go back and check out the chat because you got much, not just me but they have much love for you too right Bill and I appreciate you coming and hanging out man there's no way no way if it were just left to me that I would have made it this long tonight or even probably two four twenty so I greatly appreciate you coming on and hanging out I like I said man you taught me some shit tonight mm-hmm. you know, never know where now it's coming yeah. how you're gonna use it Yep, I just wish I could play the show and tell part more, you know. That's the and that's the part. It's not that bad. You'll see what's the raised bed. You know, I mean people, you know, not, not the same, you know, it's not it's not something I get to smoke at the end. I'm not gonna be smoking any tomatoes or eggplants or anything like that. So but but it's a it's something that people will see and then just a you can imagine. Just replace the tomato, the cannabis plant in your imagination. And if it's a if a t- tomato plant looks really good, then the weed plant might look really good. And then it'll be like a suspense thing and it's like a long drawn out thing. Cause like I say you gotta wait till 2023, hopefully. But in the meantime, unless something changes radically, unless there's like a uh, um a micro pole shift and somehow uh, Wisconsin is where California is right now, then uh, then things will have to wait. But uh, I'm going to sign up. Thank you, Eagle, for having me again. And uh, I do appreciate you and I do appreciate everyone in chat. So... You have a good holiday, and uh, hopefully we'll see you tonight in the wormhole, my friend. Yep. I'll try to make it. Peace out. Peace out. Have a great day, my friend. Well, unfortunately, guys, it is time to listen to me ramble for 15 minutes. You poor, poor people. But know this i have had a great episode great night both alex hardy and red pill both i've enjoyed my night greatly greatly and a great day as well i'm looking forward to having a happy easter and i wish you guys all have a happy easter as well trying to find me something to uh ramble on to uh, well, here we go. I do this one quite a bit because I don't get in trouble with it. Holy fuck. And I don't get in trouble with it. And that's uh, Spirited Harmony. Spirited right into suggested a while back ago by Dank Grower. 
ready. A little bit of juice there. Yeah, somewhat in the order, close enough. Cheers, everybody. Of course, always top of the list. So cool, I miss you, brother. He's House of Dank, Mama Law, 710, Scarecrow, 420, Green Dumb, Bum, Christina, MG89, Unplug, 705, Medical Modelic, Cuddy, Rick T, The Rebel, The 9207, The Fabian, Salinas, Dave's not here, Tom Spooked, Gary Walker, Mendo, Dog, T-Dog, Dung Beetle, Red Eye, Jedi, Grows, Mother Nature, Justin Conway, Duckweed, Run Boy, 7426, how did I fuck that up on Sunday? times. Justin Gooder, Strongman, Oki Grower, 75, Corey Trevor, Michael Wallace, Small Vision, 420, Who's Your Cat Daddy, Cat Daddy, Taco, Don Slug, Modern Genetics, Rick S, Into Bushes, A27, James Seaman, Kevin Hahn, World's Last Hope Pants Fan, 420, Biomentor, Dirt Road Dude, Kim Shiva, Jose Ramirez, Red Eye Rustler, Deb God, Deb Goblin, Dr. Buzzlight, Your Ass Stone, 710, Kanuki, Cannon Queen, Genetics, Stabby, Tanase, Funador, Dirt Man, Dan, Keith the Black Sales, Mr. Bacillus, Stun, Green Room Gardens, Ross and Bob, Ross and Jeff, Soiled Root, Small Tubes, Tyler, Frosty Buds, Norm Michigan Micro, Ouija Buds, Dub T Roy, Big Jar Rolls, JC, SoCal Weedner, John, Last PPJ, Ford 15, Green Country Grower, CJ Apple, Perfectly Imperfected, Dollar Tree Grower, T1 Productions, Stink Grower. DOA Grow Meds, we miss you. Miss Nudie Grows, Genevieve Eats Weed on YouTube, that is. I grew some Johnny Candace, Nutrient Shootouts, Naughty Nikki, Zoe and Slammer, NNY, Pixel Monkeys, St. Bernard's Observation Booth, Clover 420, High Spy, Aldrich 25, Miss Madam T, Stu Moo, Mo Grower, The Cannon Crate, Loki Grows, Cass, this guy, 79. Sus, this guy, Burton, 79, 79, Polish Hammer, Midwest Outlaws, Voodoo Ultras, Fresno Nerds, Kelly Connection, Voodoo Ultras, Big Jack Bros, Jimmy, One for Life, Late, Wayback Farmer, D-Block, MMP, Nations Creations, Amber Lalana, Psychedelic Warlock, Artist, LD, Sir Sticky, Rob, Big Dave, Big Dave, or Big Rob, Big Dave 420. God, I can't believe it fucked that up. Brent Wendell, Big Ed, 1961, Manawani, G3, The Green Clip, J&K, Triple G, Mr. Sprinkly, Brittany, Tyler, Teasley, Hope Farms, Lisa G, John, Be Too Crazy for You, BG, Ford, BG, WG 420. Dr. Bodswell, Purple Thumb OG, Arthro, Sensimilia, Arthro, and Andro, Andro, Sensimilia, Andro, there we go, Just Space 420, Beach Coast Grower 420, Sure How, Trey Balone, Keep It Real, Hagerton 420, Seb on it Everywhere, BT, Double D, Gross, Fingus, Green Puffin Man, Ex Boy Chef, Chef Life, School of Crop, Cause I Love It, Green Mountain Grower, Southwest Oki, Real 100, 212, Man, Miranda Family Farms, Page Farms, Me All Flower, Brian Henderson, Green 13, Noob Shell by Winds, Kingdom, Aquaponics, Indra, Michigan Native, Mary Jane's Medgarden, Streamer 77, Double D, Bad Bunny, Nutrients, Mr. Green Pots, Mr. Green Notes from 619 to 664, Brand Cougar, Jones, and Grow, Pop D Grows, Raz, Amy, Drove Grows, Cast, the Grow From Your Heart Podcast, Lily, Luna, the Green Men Flock, Jeremiah.
Brian Miranda, Sony Creek, Lost Art, Mr. No One, LG420, Giant Mike, Prometheus Soil, Jason I, Stone P, Wynn, David Colby, Mason662, Scroggy Mix, Scroggington, Fourth, Goddess Grows, Kaylee, Chen, Brad, Family Farms, Polly P, Fjord, Kevin Jodry, Mike Hacho, Jay Huggins, UDA, Green Tree Hugger, Kish Cloud, Joshua Seaton, Organic Home Buds, Warren Nelson, Cam Wood, Main Mystic, Show Love Always, Kelly Stone, Texas OG, Chuck Norris, Sarge B, Claire Fresno, Happy Guy, Dan the Indoor Man, Grow Me Homies, Hamilton Gross, Clip Smoke, Keystone, Can Flag, B, a Big High 710, Eugene Greeley, Ace Drew Hustle, Fred Dern Carlos, North Arizona Beer Grow 420, No Saw, Jesse White, Gastain Yeti, Introvert, Genetics, Oso J, Vixen Robin, Killer 8 Mo, Kane, James Buttercream, C Dub from NorCal, the Pharmacy Seed Bank, Jed. Head Smokey 616, Curtis Mayhem, Matt Myron, Morte, Rick Heyman, Stephanie Dora, and Tennessee's Vicarious K, Mike Rubles, the Drew Beer 420, Maxi 751, Lawrence Gonzalez, Soul to Get Up, Stu Moons, Popco 719, Baker Shake Baby, Old Smoke, Pop, PWC, Grown Buds, Laura Wash, Miss Weedblum, Old School Grower, Chad Westport, Anton Grown. Floor Nugs, My Little Piece of Heaven, Pungent Sound Seeds, Goliath Grower, Richard D, Chrissy Wannabe, Mr. Soul, Food Spectrum, Gone God, Lori Hanson, Real, 2,000 Years of Tradition, Mr. D. Conley, Pim Jam, Mick Face, Show Me, Scatswatch, Smart Google, and you, I'm going well, Canadian Resource, Porter, Farmer, Carl Wrights, After, Humble Farms, Tannery Farms, Seldom Seen, Oak Park Gardens, House, 9782, Skunky Palettes, Micro Artist, 2012, Micro Slave, Hefner, Daniel McDizzle, Medically Fit, KGB, Robert, Mr. Green Fingers, Thomas, Rancher Post, Plenty Monkey Balls, Andrew Champlin, Bobby Lynn, Meets Trent Digger, Mr. Mag, Tony like blown at Wee Police, uh, Tater Delicious, Minty Country Roots here on Fire Genex, Earth Creeper, Big Ray 420, Teeny 101, Buds and Hazard, Mr. Club 14, Beauty B Man 616, Snarl Up, no, Max Groom and Ruby 311, Mix Up, Kinder Grows, Evergreen, G's French Trees, MMJ, Matt Save. Save Ball, Dragonfly Beef, Justin's Mad, Travis Walls, Lucky Mike, Seattle Chronic Seeds, King Chronic Titan from Blessed Post Seeds, Shango Gas, Bassin for Life, John Smith, Tommy Trico, Smoke King, Rass, Pop Little, Slow Roll, Spiky Pilot, Oscar Green Jr., Matt Stillbud, Endo 11, Stephanie B, Shark Bully 989, Bob Brown, Sovereign Garden, Nation, Joe Y Bugs 1313, Grower, Painted Lady, Frank Booth, Jay Myers, Submit to Chat, Mr. Manny D, Bagseed, Dr. B. GC, Jeff Stern, 911, Dutch Growth, 420, Scallywag, 420, Skillbull, 1, Medgrower, 1, Empire Breeding Co., Mr. Broly, Lost Leaf, Liam Mass, Danny Danko, Bear Cell, Nolly Noble, CK, Tom Turndad, Lonnie Jester, Smoking With, Small Town, Tim S. Smith, Lazy, Raptor Grows, Robin, Automation is Freedom, Robert, Asenton, Door, Mystery, 4, Double Tap, 5, Smith, Green Thumb, 420, 808, Rudy, Prospects, Cannon Bus Driver, Hayden Life, Kenny, 710, Operation Growth, C Ben, 40, Rude Nut 619, Hammered E Nails, Dr. Scrambles, BB Moon Rocks, GHF Double J, Bio Green, Self Grower, Hakey Sinky 420, OGKP, Congenetta, Your Mama, Georgia Joe, Roy Rodriguez, Be Growing, Nature's Best Nug, Killer Bee Grows, Conja Wizard, Husky Gardens, Nut Tree 420, Dr. Utsu Life, Fully for Life, The Jeffro 420, B698, Dr. Franklin Booty, Goddamn Unbaked Ted's Test. Riffin Fat Boy Jack Greenstone 420 420 Booms Farm Charlie Farm 420 Aldridge Char Smiley's Farms 
Happy Easter, my friend. JD's Miss D's Nug, Smoky Grove, Frazier, Grofowski, Twisted Roots, Faded Front 420, Jeff Jarowski, Genetic Memory Farms, Ball 420, Cameron, Mr. Banksy, Joe Carmody, Mystic Marks, Mystic Grower, Ginger Snap, CTE, Rose, Rick Wolf, DLP 2372, Ned Denver, Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, Cannon Trooper, Blind Cat 420, Light Up Again, Tim, UKSIF 420, Buddha Boy, Devin Chipper, Medical MJ, Budsville, USA, Resurrection Prophet, Chris Martinez, Dankman, Dan, Dankman, 420, Red Set of Farms, Good Life, Joni Bell, GTB, Most Hated Grower, The Major General, 420, I mean, The Major, The American One. Merry happy Easter to you too, my friend. WW714. Gerate's Kenny O's genetics found skies ready to hit that hot fire. Chris Burns, Ian Tape, Robbie, Sergeant Live, Pepper Fade, Cam, Figure Glaze, Finance, Rich Patch, Dozer Moon, Southern VT Grower, Choose Medical, Jerry Bear, Plus One Mushroom, Secret City, Botaneers, My Little Tent, 2042, Spacewalker, Christian, Free Mump, T Barrington, Heart and Soul, Homegrown, Mike B, T Dwayne, East Coast Will, Heidi Day, Galactic Garbage, John Smith, Elliptus, My Natural Farm, Specific. Northwest Seeds, Brass, Kyle Paul, Lemon, Oko. Thank you for stopping, Lemon. Trent Seeger, Rita's Juicy Life, Rita, Richard, 420, Grant Manuel, Mary Bond, Sammy Sizzle, 81. My name's Coelis, Chris Moe, DK Trades, Vision Creator, Guru, The Kind Brew, Cannon Nation, J, J Wires, Wab Wabby, Sean Bids, Rescue Ready, Roadside, Notorious Nugs, Magma Seeds, Father and Son, Dreaming Tutorials, Dub T. Dank, Rose Ramirez, Perez, or Jose Martin Perez, Martinez Perez. Backwoods all good. Sal, Sally Mansell, Adam Skankin, Chanel Simpson. One smoke away, Ganja Roads, Kazoo, Aaron Burnett's rooms, Mr. Lincoln Sinkin, Angel Studios, MG, the 420 Growth Plan, Paul D.L.A., John Fleming, Dink Bitch, Chemo F. Sky, Polly P., Seldom Seen, Elevated, Lenny, Organic, Sunman, Chiba Sunny, Jeff Papalik, Ricardo, Sosa, Dan J., Earth Friendly, Farmings, Candy Forest Farmer, Buck All That Be, The Misfit Fuck Grower, Jason Lyon 512, Snake Eyes, Northern 4466, Jason Greystone, Sony Baker, MD, Sony Creek, Rough Sonic, Sun, French Dweller, Tarzan Superman, Old Man Hermit Has, Freebird, Mo Grower, Manigar, Simple Man, Survival Time, Tim Blake, Golf Coast Chronic, Stinkback, Caballero, Palettero. I know I fucked it up. Sorry, Caballero. Harley Grower, Gen God. Steve Collins, 10 Kendricks, Kendricks, I'm sorry. Property maintenance, Sharpie, the Island, Hayes, Scuba Steve Speaks, J.R. Ram, Marie MDK, Farmer Steve, TCDR, Claire Killian, Wardrobe Farming, Grande, Grande, Pick 1000, Ace Boog, 3223, Wake Up, Captain Freedom B, Puffer Smiles, 15 Digit, Miskin, Guns, Roots, Ash, Fred G. Super Bob, Richard Forbes, Daniel Pimenta, P4P Funk, Nicka T, John Reese, What About Bob, Prince Patty, Daniel Berman, Green Puffin Man, B. Dungley. I'll keep trying. James Chung, Sarge Gross, 818, John Wayne, Carolina Rudis, Sister Golden Hair, Deanna L. Dank, Reno, KNF Gardens, Blank 1030, Choose One Only, Matter, Only Pete, Farmer James, Crypto Dope. Dave Jai P. Grower, Matt Jabeen, Matt Dan Marino, 
Chronic Wonder, Sunrise Row, Top Floor Genetics, Mole Vision Floor 20, K2 Cannabis, Jesse Fitzer, My Dog Nelly, Rooster, Alex Hardy, Hardy Gear. Thank you very much for popping on tonight. Thank you very much for the gift basket. Ah, thank you, my friend. Many, many crapper. Danny Gross Photo, Mitten Grown Men, Sunrise Gross, my girls, Lexi, Brittany, and Koo. Very much. I love you guys. No Limit 916, Grumpy Told, Alchemist in Canamix, Soil Bone, Addiction, Grasso Joel, Alex D, Dirty Ore, Catfish, High Power, Thunder Dan, Propagation Station, John McDaniels, Lisa Marie, Sarge Gross 818, one more time, Blaze Daily, Pride Piper, Perpetual. Eagle Proud Warrior, Sarah for Smiles for You, Frank Usada, The Date Duchess, Kino, Kelly Maxwell, Captain 420, Stink Fed, What About Bob, Ill Jester 420, Pop Shrooms, John Gorski, John Doe, Dugan, Gangsta, THC, 4, PTSD, Bird Shot Tonight, T. Barrington, Hanzo Rome, Swamp Cat, Be Best of Because. Mr. Bandy D, Canifari, Bowl 20 Abnormal, Franklin Guer- Guerrero, Fairfield, J. Brent 74, CK Brown Guy 420, Pecaturn 420, Burning Tree, Main EA, Gray, Sun Grow 207, Hydro Grow, Hemp with GG, and Jamie Ream, last but never least. Never least. We just 207. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight on this double episode tonight. Holy shit. <laughs> this double episode with Alex Hardy and again followed up in the wormhole with Red Pill. Join me tonight with hopefully my guest will be phenomenal genetics. If not, well, it'll be a wormhole. Ah. That was a quick one, I thought, like, anyway. Yeah. You guys have an amazing day. Most of all, remember to please, please, please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. You'll never get me to quit beating that drum. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Have a happy Easter. Go see some family. Make sure everybody's got what they need. Bake that dish. Call ahead. If you're going to see that family, is there something I can grab? Is there something I can make? Is there something I can pick up? Can I give you any of these dishes need to be done? Do you need to be picked up? It's a holiday. Take extra. Pass a little. Have a kinder ear.